0: Curiosity, what are you so curious about? Everything, Mister Curiosity.
1: I'm <laughs> like you when you do your webcam. Like, come on!
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! All right, <laughs> folks, here it is, Mister Curiosity, a new episode, and this is uh, with Nancy Kamen. The name Kamen reminds me of. I don't know. Isn't there like a South American partial marine reptile, caiman, the caiman alligator type thing? Yes,
1: right. The Cayman Islands, the Cayman Islands.
0: Right, but I think the caiman alligator too. It's like an alligator-like creature. Anyway, local radio legend right here on okay. Mister Curiosity, Nancy Cayman. So well, well, well.
1: I am so honored to be here with you, Joe. We talk all the time, <laughs> but like we don't really talk face to face. This is fun.
0: So I was trying to think when did this all begin? We wouldn't even have known each other but your GM knew my GM and then my GM said, "Hey, let's have these two do radio together with their weather forecast. Your station will promote the weather and our station helps you out because you get a free forecast." So when did this all start?
1: I believe we started maybe 2004 cuz I started Oh my
0: god. <laughs>
1: it's, been a long time. it's almost
0: tw- it's almost 20 years?
1: Yes. And What I remember just, you are a wonderful person and you're a loyal person. And I know that you were doing it for somebody else. And then you came over and did it for us. And I know that that made you a little uncomfortable at first because you (laughs) were a loyal guy. So we kind of stole you. And I I love that we stole you. But I just want people to know, like, you're the kind of guy, like, these people stood by me. I was with them. And we kind of went, hey, come over here.
0: Well, I just did what management made me do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except I don't know how much they can't make you wear a tie.
0: Oh, no, no, no. They can only push so far, right? (laughs) All right. So, but it's no, but it's funny how when we started doing this, I'm like, oh. Another thing I have to do in the morning, I have to talk on this stupid radio show with people I don't know, and now, Nancy, you know this about me. It's like a creative outlet for me and i and I and I look forward to it so we you you don't get two minutes of weather. you get like fifteen minutes of fun and
1: I mean, weather the secret and secret is we get more of you doing the weather than you even get on TV
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because I get to even be weirder with you. <laughs> Good <laughs> That's a good weird. All right, let's go back to your beginning. So you are a local girl, I believe, yeah. right?
1: Well, well, I'm born in New Jersey. In New New parents are both from here, from so they're so. Married, moved a for, an moved job. for an and they went to New Jersey. They had four kids. Then we moved back, but I've been here since I was six.
0: Whoa, I didn't know that. So you're well. What about your mom and dad? So wh- wh- give me this history there.
1: All right. My mom, her family from Scranton, but actually doing ancestry, half of them went to Wilkes-Barre and half of them went to Scranton. My dad's from Dixon City, and he would have told us that that was called Priceburg back then.
0: (laughs) So. So I I still kind of missing the story here. So your mom and dad grew up locally. Right. And what's the New Jersey thing again? How did that come in?
1: it was a job my dad yeah. needed my dad needed, and he had a connection and He had a connection a job out there I used to do like the machines the vending machines <laughs> so he got a job my mom got a job out there they were there for a few years and they missed family everybody here so they came back
0: so oh that's really the- so how old were you when they came back were you even born
1: I was like six. I was in I was going into second grade.
0: So do you have New Jersey memories or no?
1: Oh absolutely. Yes. I do, but like I always consider this home because this is pretty much where all my friends are and everything. Um formative years.
0: Yeah, so you come back to Susquehanna County back then when you're six, seven years old?
1: When no, we were in Factoryville, birthplace of Christy Matthewson. So that's where Oh.
0: I grew up. So you grow up going to uh, what school district is that?
1: Uh, Lackawanna Trail.
0: So and- you're no you're no prissy private school girl wearing, uh, oh. you know, uh, formal clothes, right? You're you're a regular public school girl.
1: Public school and rural school and um, yeah, Lackawanna Trail. You know, we jeans and we didn't have to wet. We we always felt bad for the kids at the bus stop who had to wear the skirt
0: and the yeah, top, yeah.
1: shoes. No, we didn't have to do that.
0: So, so how many graduated with you when you were? We uh, so see you know this okay. rural school district about a 150?
1: Oh God, no! Nineteen eighty-five, I believe we had as many kids as the last two. It was eighty-five or eighty-six, something like that. Very small.
0: So very small. So here we. So we're. Con- that's one thing we get when we do the morning news. You and I are of the same time. I'm eighty-four. You're eighty-five. We're of the same generation. We grew up with the same music and the same ways of life and same parenting from our parents and how times have changed, right? It's amazing.
1: Well, the weird thing is my mom worked with your mom.
0: At Allied Services, I know. Isn't that strange?
1: What's wild is when you started doing the weather for us, my mom's going, I think that might be Dottie's son. Dottie,
0: my mother, yeah.
1: Dottie, and she always talked about (laughs) how wonderful she was. The patients loved your mother. She was like just a breath of fresh air and very happy. And happy. Oh,
0: don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. All right.
1: How that feels, but it's always nice to hear what somebody else thinks. About you. And I only got it, you a- know, people at work when she remember talking about talking about.
0: Yeah I I sure hope I'm only getting spot I'm getting your broken up audio from you I hope it's not going to continue like that through the whole podcast we'll, we'll keep this thing going but there's nothing you can do there you don't have an adjustment it seems like you're you're
1: I like I turn down my speaker but but then I want no, really I don't do know it.
0: The video is great. It just sounds like a little uh, broken up audio at times. But uh, who knows? Maybe it's something on my end. Oh, she disappeared for a second. (laughs) Her mic is off. Bring it back, girl. Bring it back. Bring it back. (laughs) All right. So we're going to continue on with this. She just disappeared. We're counting down. One, two. Three, Why
1: am I in four? four... She's
0: back! I knew, see, I knew under 10 seconds she's back, yeah, although I don't see I you anymore, see Nancy. see
1: you. Oh, there you are. I am so All sorry. i was stuck with my Wi-Fi. I didn't realize, oh, we're just going to keep going.
0: <laughs> you would think at a big shot radio station, the big wig that you are, that you'd have perfect audio quality and I'd be going through some mixer and this would be the best sounding podcast in the history of mankind.
1: We'll do the best we can.
0: All right, we will then. All right, sounds good. So so you're, you're a little girl, you're in Factoryville siblings brothers
1: sisters all that three sisters three sisters no brothers
0: oh your poor dad (laughs) no offense your mom three daughters what is this guy doing
1: my dad was the best And he'd always say, no matter, everybody would say what you said, which is, oh, my God, Um, you poor guy. And he'd be like, they're wonderful. He was, like, thrilled. It didn't matter to him at all. It really didn't. unless Or he really faked it really well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's probably a combo of both, because here's what I've noticed now that I have two sons and a daughter. The daughter and the dad are connected more than anyone. So your dad connected with the daughters. And probably Uh that's an unbelievable relationship. But at the same time, you know this. Don't get mad at me. I have the bell here if I'm offending you. <laughs> I have two boys and a daughter. My daughter's high maintenance. The boy's not so much at all.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Well, here's an example. When I would go for a cruise with my kids, my boys, their, their head would be hanging out the car window. The music's loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, no complaints. They're, they're eating chips, crumbs all over. And then if I take my <laughs> daughter for a ride, it'd be this. You forgot to turn on your blinker. It's too noisy back here. I'm chilly. Oh. The music's too loud. <laughs> There's always something. That's all I'm saying. Even though I'm closer to her than the boys.
1: I would. I, I kind of would agree with you. I have one of each now, a boy and a girl. So yeah, it works that way. But he was, yeah, the- he was cool. He was cool, and he dealt with you know three girl, four girls, so three other than me, um, running into the bathroom, fighting over the bathroom constantly. Yeah. He- yeah. We weren't like years and years apart. It was like child one, two years, then two years, then two years. So boom, boom, boom.
0: And where are these siblings? Are they local? Do you want to tell us about them, or is it we were getting off tangent here oh, no. too far?
1: One of them is out in uh, Las Vegas. Was a teacher for uh, in the Vegas school district in biology.
0: She Whoa. used to be a
1: designer before that. I have artists in my family so two of my sisters have art degrees but they both had to go back to school because you know art is easy to make a living with so um so that she was a graphic designer for years and then went back to school and got a biology degree so now she's teaching online for uh schools out on the west coast
0: i love it so no one in radio or media or tv
1: no, no, not at no. all. My other sister was a nurse, but basically stay-at-home mom. My other sister is a nurse. My mother was a nurse. So lots was of a nurses. nurse, right. Yes, nurses in the family. So that's where, yet, where where they're all at.
0: So, Ben, so you go in this different direction. So now we're in high school. Is Nancy right. nerdy? Is Nancy uh, in the band? Is Nancy academic? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> high standards. Is Nancy going to vote tech? What's Nancy um, like?
1: I was very passionate about news and sports and more, not, playing oh, sports, not playing sports, but, but news, like, mostly news politics. I get into like get into current events, current events really, well, and really well. And I I just remember being more politically involved than a lot of people. And Other than that, I wouldn't say nerdy. I kind of hung around with all different types, and I just always wanted to be in media, but I had thought that I would do television, and I liked Barbara Walters at the time because there weren't many females on TV. I wanted to do my whole game was to be in television, and that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's funny. It's funny how what you just said, because we grew up during the same time. It's funny how, because Barbara Walters, with her passing recently, and how she was a game changer and a uh, blaze trailer with trailblazer with this career that she uh, created for women. And it's funny how when I was growing up in the seventies. And I would see Barbara Walters and other women on TV. To me, I just thought, oh, yeah, of course. There's women doing news. There's men doing news. So it was always kind of like a part of our world. I never knew she was blazing trails. I just thought, oh, yeah, there's a woman on TV. What's the big right. deal? It's funny. Right.
1: So, but so we one, were at the beginning of that. It was a big deal as a woman. And then when Christiane Amanpour came out, who is like one of the people I really look up to, is because, you know, she was tough. She was smart. And she didn't have Intellectually, to be. intellectual. yeah. She was just great and gritty and not afraid. And I love that. I love that about her. Still love her to this day.
0: Yeah, so we're coming of age in the 70s. But if you just go back 10, 15 years before us, there were no women on TV doing these things. But I didn't even realize right. that as a kid. I'm a teenager like, oh, yeah, women can do everything. What's the big deal? But these people were blazing trails.
1: Right. And that's what, like, people and again it's about understanding other people's experiences and trying to learn from it i know today some people like to say it's woke to try to look at another person's standpoint so anytime yeah. you kind of try to say look like it was different for certain people at certain times than it was for others and so those were like those kinds of things naming even naming buildings naming streets naming fields anything after people for so long they were always named after men and nobody thought about it nobody thought about it but little things like going into a place and seeing a woman's name on it you're like wow I mean it's different today but when we were growing up those were things you didn't see yeah,
0: and you never really thought about it or questioned it, I guess, when you were, you know, a teenager at the time. You just accepted it. And right. the reverse of that, talk about the reverse of that. I tell my meteorology students at Marywood this all the time. You remember how in the 60s and 70s, all hurricanes and storms used to be named after women. And that originated because of the pilots and sailors. And if they encountered a storm, they would if name no it after their... <laughs> yeah, that's that thing is as... Is that, that, that she as my wife that thing is as unruly as my wife i'm gonna call it julia i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it linda i'm gonna call it nancy and we yes. accepted that like oh yeah you call storms uh so
1: female like the, names so the really nice entertaining things the guys got the names and then the the guys thing.
0: got yeah it's so yeah
1: oh it's her fault
0: <laughs> yeah so. yeah and and it's funny how that was just accepted. So, luckily, we came of age in the seventies and eighties. Everything changed. And here we are today, a prominent right. woman like you doing news and doing gosh darn great work at news. I love it.
1: <laughs> Thanks. But so, anyway, I, so I went to Marywood, which is where you teach now.
0: That's so, where I'm heading in the direction. So, oh. you're in college, you're in high school, and you think, do I want to leave? Do I want to go far away? Do I want to stay local? What were you thinking?
1: Well, I, when you say, what were you like in high school? My life opened up when I got a part-time job. So I got a part-time job working at a grocery store. It was the Acme Super Saver in Clark Summit. So so (laughs) I I was working and I liked making money. So I didn't want to leave that job. I wanted to stay. And I also had three sisters that I lived with and fought over bathrooms. Two of them were in college at this point and out of the house. I'm like, I'm not going back into that situation where I have to share bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. Be with uh, more women. No, thank you. Uh, By the way,
0: one bathroom or no? What? By the way, one bathroom?
1: We had two bathrooms, one with a shower at the house. Wait a minute.
0: This is high society for the 70s and 80s. (laughs) Two bathrooms.
1: Well, only one, one half. One. Yeah. hour and that was it
0: wow high society here girl that's a lot for that time period even a half
1: <laughs> yeah what a nap. yeah so i a went what? to i go local still work and i worked like 25 30 hours a week while i went to school so i wanted to work and I started, um you know not you know, that far because But i the other things what? i wanted to
0: do. so you did stay home then if i'm following your story correct
1: <laughs> stayed
0: home oh interesting Interesting. Now so- in
1: kids like stay in the area like they'll go local but they'll live there and I'm like wow (laughs) that's a lot of money go
0: that's a whole different argument when I hear now of college costs and how these students are outraged by how much debt they have it's I don't want to say they created it for themselves but there's so many ways you can say you can stay at home you can go to a, you can go to a college that's a state college and live in a regular dorm and you don't have to have these elaborate country club-like environments right that's what adds to all your death that so is. it didn't and have you know, to be that way but things changed
1: they say the number one thing that usually now aside from somebody might have a dream school be really smart and be able to get in anywhere but right. outside of that the- thing that kids want when they're going to school is like the food options like that's crazy a, i want to have tons of restaurants and i'm like what does that matter you can go to a school in any area around here and you can stop at the restaurants that are cool it's weird it's weird
0: nancy did we create these monsters or is it just society that changed i know we're to blame because when i went to college there's your cafeteria. I never thought, oh, I wonder what's on the menu or is there a Chipotle nearby? It wasn't even like it was like going right. to it was like going to the army. It was like going to war. I lived in a little concrete box and the cafeteria was over there and I didn't ask for any more. <laughs> it's funny how all that's um, changed.
1: Um, well, of course, we have to blame well, ourselves. We get this all the it time. It's our talk- fault. Talk- People call into talk radio all the time or they text us and they complain about the younger generation. And, you know, they call them all names and all names stuff. And I'm like, do you have kids? <laughs> yeah, but my, yeah, everybody says that they're I mean, I, I push back on that stuff with my kids. Um, I stress to them, unless you're going to be some, some big name physician or a lawyer, or a doctor, and you have, you know, if you want to worry about going to the best of the best schools, most other places, just get your degree. You don't have to spend tons of money.
0: You don't and you don't need. Yeah. And I think state schools. Now I went to Millersville University and, you know, I, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. But even my kids, I said, what's wrong with Bloomsburg? What's wrong with East Stroudsburg? And they kind of thought, no, I want to go to Philly. I want to go to Temple. I want the big city experience. And I'm like, I never had those thoughts. How did all this happen? How did all this change?
1: Well, what happened? What What happened to spring break? Um, Now, my daughter, her first year. Comes home for spring break, all depressed because all her friends are like traveling far, oh, far away.
0: Stop! See? Stop! Stop!
1: Like what the heck? I'm punch we went the to the dream. I went to a wedding, a destination wedding last year for Aruba, right, with the kids because it was a friend getting married. We don't normally what do this. There were spring so break, break kids in Aruba where, where the dream age is eight. Okay. eight and I'm like, and it's a mess. It's crazy. So I
0: know. Too- <laughs> you know, that's why, we're the, that's why we're the third greatest generation of all time. <laughs> we're not the first. We're maybe not the second. We're the third. All right. And it's getting worse every year. But anyway, back to you. So you're in college. You go to Marywood. You're saving money. You're working at home. Then what? Because I have gossip about you that I want to share with the okay. then what.
1: Okay. Do you want me to tell you and then you can get me with the gossip?
0: Well, I'm going to say this gossip. This is what I heard you tell me if it's true. People told me when I said that I'm an interview, Oh, my goodness. That woman, she had a good shot at staying at, I think at the time it was Channel 22. She was smart. She was attractive. She was a gem on air. She could speak. She could write. She could do it all. But she didn't want to do TV. She insisted on radio and she turned everybody down and she went to radio instead. Is this all true?
1: Well, that sounds well, beautiful and wonderful, beautiful, but um, I, I guess there's a little bit of truth in that. <laughs> I did want to do TV, <laughs> so I did so do it for a fun. year and a half. I covered the Blizzard of 90. It was like a lot of fun that day.
0: Well, well, um, let's go back. So what, wait, yeah. you get out of college and what's your first gig?
1: All right, my first gig is at, well, first, before I got out of college, I was working at WWDL, Light One Hundred Five, which has now changed hands. Okay. But that was um, Eric. You've um, interviewed Eric Hetzko, a prospector from yes. Rock One Hundred Seven. Went to college with him, and he said, oh. "I'm going to go to Rock One Hundred Seven, and if you want to work part time, call this person." And I'm like, "Okay." So I called Paula Degnan, who's on the air with us now, and she and she hired me just part-time. And then they said, the news broke, and I started covering like news stories for them part-time. And I did that until I graduated from college, and then I got a call about going down to WILK, which is where I started, which I'm here now 30-some years later.
0: That's Um, unbelievable.
1: So I did, um, I got a call from someone at WILK who went to school with my sister and they knew that I was graduating and said, we have a news position. <coughs> I'm like in Factoryville. This is Wilkes-Barre. It's like, there's no, there's no 309, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good hour, hour and 10 minutes, every right?
1: Every day. Um, and at first I was like, thanks, but no thanks. And I didn't call. I didn't like, you know, when you're first graduated, you're like, ah, I got plenty of time. Well, by yeah. November. After May, I'm like, I got to fight. And I call them back. And they're like, come on down. We're still looking. So that's how I started at W.I.L.K. And then um, I wanted to do TV. So I was doing, like, three jobs at the same time. Working at the stadium club, waitressing, when that first opened up for the Barons at the time. And um, I interviewed at Y.O.U. And I started doing weekend news for them. Oh,
0: so this is where the story starts. So you're... You're doing radio. Are you full time radio then, or no?
1: I'm I'm full time radio, and I'm Saturday reporter for WYOU.
0: Well, that's a little go getter right there. I mean, you have a full time job, but you still want more.
1: Yeah, I wanted more. I was also interesting, as I told you. So I was doing a lot.
0: Interesting, yes.
1: (laughs) Money in this business, right? So you can't always doing it. So, uh, but what happened was, I did do news for like a year and a half and I got a call from Frank Andrews at WNEP so I go in and I interview and not only do I interview he's like come on in and see like I was in some kind of a meeting before like like I think it was like 11 or 12 o'clock and everybody's there Marisa Burke is there all the reporters are there and I'm like this is cool and he like shows me everything and he says, um, "We want to hire and you're, wait, wait, you."
0: Wait. So you're just a you're just a twenty one, twenty two year old punk, right. and, and 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 here I you are being escorted into a big, prominent TV station new building. <laughs> What's the year now? Is this like nineteen ninety two or the, one or
1: the blizzard was nineteen ninety three? So I'm going to think it was later. It was in nineteen ninety three.
0: Okay, so and oh, you go into this room and there's Marisa Burke <laughs> and Frank we- Andrew.
1: And I love Marisa Burke, too. When I talk about women doing news, I have to say, I just think she has always had such command when she does the news. Like, you pay attention. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm just sitting there like starstruck. And um, it was great. I interviewed. They offered me a job. And it was consumer reporter slash assignment like reporter, whatever they put me on and um and i was in a no compete, no compete at, the time, at the time and frank and andrew i i think i can God. talk about now he's retired anyway <laughs> frank andrew said um we need you to get out of your no compete because they didn't want to take on that if if i had to sit for six months they'd have to pay me if my if my oh. employee yes now at that time was not the kind of guy you could walk in and go hey can you get me out of this thing yes but to be honest with you the money was less than what i was making in radio
0: really
1: yes and i was like in a management position so it was wow. kind
0: of
1: i still kind of that's like one of those forks in the road where you go like yes should i have done this but the problem was I felt that if I told my boss that I wanted to get out and he refused, then I'd be kind of stuck and what if they got rid of me and then I don't have this other gig. So I was kind of like in this weird limbo, you know, it just did I kind of err on the side of safety and that's sometimes not the best thing to do. But yeah. I don't regret it and I enjoyed television. I will say um, I, I enjoyed TV, but I liked doing news myself because i took care of all of it when i used to do news i record everything i write everything i do the report i don't need and at that time you have photographers you know who also and then someone who edits and so like I'm
0: executive producer they're going to read your script and see if it works a lot of chain of command yeah you don't want that
1: but i thought it was cool when i worked at you there was um I, i had some really great people I worked with there. And one of the, the funny time was coming back from a story and I'm talking and talking and we're chatting in the, in the van and it was like an hour and a half trip. And it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, for a six o'clock report, whatever. And we're talking <laughs> and finally he goes, do you think you might want to start writing your story? And I said, I can, I can do that like this. See, that's the one thing about a radio news reporter is I had to do news every half hour. I could write a story that fast, like boom, 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 crank it out, and it was funny because I did that. I cranked out the story. I mean, it was fast. And later on, he'd said, "I love when we hire radio reporters because they know how to write without oh. you guys add the pictures, so it works." So, so, that yeah, was so, my, so that was my brief brush with WNEP, and you. <laughs> With people that I had the pleasure of working with. I had the pleasure of working with um, Joe Zone. Well, I don't know. You didn't work with Joe Zoll, but he worked here in well, Iowa. Wait, so this
0: interview and in all this was 93, right? And yes. I start walking in the door there in 93. Hmm. Summer <laughs> of 93. So I started WDP in June, 1993, and you're right. walking in and out of that building when? What month was it?
1: I do not remember. I can't remember. Isn't that but we
0: both were there at the same time, just saying, "Should right. I do this? Should I start?" That's awesome.
1: And you were coming in, and I was like passing by, going, hmm, "Again, that's one of those yeah. things where, if only you know, we did this, did not do that." Again, I don't, I don't read it because I, I like what I'm doing, but, um, but it definitely was, was, one, was one of those moments where you, where you come through two different directions. directions.
0: I can see you still because you have that look as our top. Anchor at WNEP. Oh, you have yeah. like a serious news look. You have, you know, let's face it, you have to have a pretty face when you're on TV in many instances. You have it all. You could have been it. And then well, you could have been making, well, who knows what. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Um, I don't know. Unfortunately for women in television, the, life, the shelf life goes. And that's just. Yeah, you like, can. The reality. The reality.
0: Yeah, you can be an ugly guy on TV like me, but uh women not not always the case, right? It's a different scenario.
1: (laughs) Now, just so you know, at ILK working there, I first started Tom Williams was our anchor. Whoa. He was there. Jim Cole was working doing and I watched people go to WA.
0: Isn't that something?
1: Yeah, I just thought that you know, this is perhaps where I shall go. And I just didn't, it didn't, didn't work out that way.
0: Yeah, because this is when TV was still in its, uh, in its rising status level and peaking in the nineties before the internet comes along and social media. And then it starts sharing that piece of the pie. So this is when it's, right. oh, it's, at it. it's getting its apex. Right. And a lot of radio people were migrating to TV. And this is such a, uh, 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 an immature time so to speak that even people like jay christopher he was our weather guy no background in science or meteorology they would just say oh radio person come on you're going to do the weather it was a whole different world back then
1: it was and i used to cover a story as a radio reporter and you would have like 10 people there between other radio reporters television reporters newspaper i mean 10 is probably small so, because every radio station had a news department, you just don't see that anymore. It was very no. different. Today. very, very different.
0: Yeah. So, radio starts getting stripped down. I think in the '90s, and then TV started getting stripped down in the 2000s and 2010s. <laughs> it's just, you know, corporate America gobbles up all these stations. It's where we're at in life. I don't yeah. know. This is just speaking the truth, or I'm not saying it's necessarily bad or good, but we're all a part of that. So now since then, since you made this decision, that bifurcation in the road, have right. you been there since then? Been where? At WILK. You haven't oh, moved.
1: Uh, yes. Um, I've been here since 1989. So it's been a long time. I remember when I first got the job, I needed a car. So I went to what was Howard Duke Isaac's out in the back <laughs> mountain. And I got this car and I remember them sitting there with me and going, okay, this is what you'll pay if you take a four-year loan. Um, and this is what you'll pay if you take a five-year loan. And I said, can I take a three-year loan? And he's like, sure, if you want to. And I said, I don't know how long I'll be at this job. And here I am like 30-some wow. years. <laughs> it's like... Yeah
0: it's, those little, yeah, it's those little relationships you make with situations in your life. I know exactly what you right. mean. It's crazy. So, so now you're like the bigwig there. You're, um, you're in the managerial position. You're the big morning talk show star. You worked with uh, Webster for those years. Before that, do you remember who I started with? I'm going to test your memory now.
1: Kevin Lynn.
0: Yes, remember? And he was I a little enjoy- spicy. He, he was spicy. He was my podcast guest uh, recently. Oh. Well, a year or two ago.
1: <laughs> he can be uh, a little, what did he used to say? A little bit excitable.
0: <laughs> excitable boy yeah he he stirs the pot he's a uh he's right. a disruptor i guess as they say right
1: <laughs> he was he was good to work with he was fun look um we have strong people have strong personalities and a lot of times in this world people want to pit people against each other and um but i have to say that i i don't ever think i ever worked on air with anybody that i did not have a good relationship with Even if we might have mixed it up on the air, talking about things.
0: Well, the the thing is you cover politics as a primary um, source of of what you broadcast out to the world, correct? Right, right. And everyone has an opinion on that. So everyone is then going to make each other angry and aggressive because that's the nature of politics. It's not like you're doing comedy or you're doing soft entertainment. So you're going to make people kicked off
1: yeah well that's not a good thing anymore like i I know i think it's gotten to a point now where people they can't separate that kind of um it it almost becomes a part of their life where it really affects their relationship i really really try even though i'm very passionate about what i believe in and i can be very assertive about If somebody disagrees, I'm very respectful and I want to hear the other side and have a good discussion. And too often, you know, people just want to, and everybody thinks they're an expert and they're not. Like I even, I can admit when I don't know something, but some people think they know everything.
0: Therein lies the problem now. I have a friend who's a cardiologist and he said all of his patients are now coming as Google doctors, and they're telling him what they should do because they Googled it. Now, here's a cardiologist mm-hmm. being schooled by his patients because they know more. Uh, well, you know,
1: advertisements tell your doctor. They tell you, yeah. tell your doctor that such and such is right for you. <laughs> I love it. It's crazy.
0: We're in it crazy- is. So when I then joined you, I, I don't know if this is going to upset you but i i always thought when i worked with kevin lynn and then more so with uh, webster i always thought that you didn't like me i'm like this poor girl i'm (laughs) kicking her off we were we were butting heads at times some of my stories i'm thinking she doesn't want me to do this she just wants me to do the weather but then i think over the last five six seven years for some reason now i think we're like best buddies did you change did i change what happened or did i read you wrong
1: um i don't think you read me wrong and it's not that i didn't like you um i don't i think sometimes because you do get edgy
0: Did you hear me i can't hear you
1: can you hear me now
0: Uh oh your mic is gone is it gone are you
1: did you turn me off because you think i might say something
0: no no not at all (laughs) you're back now you were gone for a little bit let me see if you're back
1: do you want me to try talking again? or
0: This is a terrible situation that we have these, these bad connections.
1: If you want um, me to try to go back into my Wi-Fi, I will check it. But I don't know if that's going to disrupt everything.
0: I can hear you now. So let me just do this. All right. So do you hate me? Do you love me? Did I tick you off? Let's hear the answer.
1: I love having you on. I do. I really do. I think that. Any times that things might have been a little off may have been um, sometimes if you said something that I know that Kevin and you might have sometimes gotten a little bit into it. And maybe (laughs) I was uncomfortable because, you know, a lot of times you'll go you would go into this Guys are like this always. Oh,
0: yeah. I probably. Yeah.
1: Primitive times to now. Um, But I've always enjoyed doing it with you. I just think sometimes you have to be real. I don't want to be fake happy all the time no because, I
0: like the fact that we are butting heads it was good
1: right right so again I can and um, Jason who I'm on with now could tell you because he says it a lot to people is even if I disagree or I might even say something to him you know during a break or something about doing something different like I never get mad that I hold a grudge or like, in two seconds I'm fine but I'm honest in that moment not brutally honest but just I'd like to be honest I think you are too
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, Well, I try to be because there's so many fake TV and radio personalities. And I think you and I are uh, a little offended by that. We don't want we want to be true to ourselves. But yet when you're in the media, you can't be too true because then you'll turn people off. You don't want to tell people too much about yourself right now. I can't tell you if I am a pro Trump or trope or pro Biden. I can't tell you that. I have to keep it a secret. And that hurts me
1: that's different for you and actually for years doing news that was the situation for me so in 2003 my gm moved me into talk which was a whole other world because now they want your opinions
0: oh yeah 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 and now and, you're going to make tons of enemies
1: oh god yeah so it's just um and i'm not the type of person who when i go home and talk to other people sit and talk about politics at it's all it's the
0: worst it's the worst right <laughs>
1: So as much as I'm involved and I care about, I care more, it's not politics. I care about people and I care about community and I care about how we take care of people. Um, But when I go out in public and people come up to me and want to start talking about it, I usually say I get paid to talk about it three hours a day. And (laughs) that's like all I want to do. Yeah, same way. everybody that i'm friends with people of all political stripes
0: well let me ask you this being a woman because i re i listen to a lot of weather podcasts so there's this one podcast i listened to and they had a whole show devoted to something i didn't even know existed it's women who do weather forecasts across the country on local and national tv outlets The things that they have to deal with that men do not have to deal with. I didn't even know this existed in the world. Constant emails and social uh, statements and posts on their hair, their dress, their makeup, how horrible they look. Why do they say that? Why do they stand like that? What's with those shoes or come ons, uh, sexual innuendos? I'm thinking I didn't even know this existed. Do you get a lot of that more so Um, than a man would?
1: Let me say that one of the main things I neglected to mention, but now that you mention it, that I hated about television was you could cover a story, work your butt off to get it right, to do everything right. And the number one thing I'd get would be messages and letters about my glasses, my hair, my clothes.
0: It's so ridiculous. The <laughs> way I
1: say police, it should be called con- yeah. police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it and and that's just like uh, the, the experience for women in many walks of life is very, very different. I mean one of the things that I think is eye opening for men is you can jump on your bike and you can dr- you can go for a ride anywhere you want remote areas, whatever, go for a walk, go for a run. women have to worry all the time about their safety yes. and so like I often say, like, I remember somebody wrote something up on Twitter and said, what would life be like for women without men? And I would never want a life like a world like that. Just so I want to put that out there. But one of the most eye opening thing were all the women saying I could go for a jog at any time, in any place, whenever I want. And I thought, wow, like that is so true.
0: Nancy, you're enlightening me right now. I never even consider that. So that's on your mind.
1: That's, that's the truth um, for, a. and again, I had a conversation the other day with somebody and we were talking about the old days and being young and being a young woman at one time, when you talk about being in school um, nowadays, this stuff would never go by, but you know, the comments that would be made, guys would like grab and pinch your butt and like, <laughs> and you just walk by and kind of be like, you, there's nothing you really could do. Yes. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I was sexually harassed working in at a in the break room at the grocery store I worked at, and you tell a manager, and and they basically say, "Well, we just won't put you on when that person's working."
0: Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. my god, it's a different world.
0: You're right. So these are the things I wouldn't think of. Yeah, if I put on some tight spandex like all cyclists do and go for a ride, I don't even think at all. There's someone out there that's gonna say right. something or look at those legs or. Blah, 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 blah. But yet a woman, I'm sure they are going to hear that the whole time or they'll be getting Googled that. It's unbelievable.
1: Right. right. Talk to your daughter sometime about that. It would be interesting because you, we we have to consider different things.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe you should walk around packing heat. Maybe that's the answer. Just do that.
1: <laughs> maybe I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. What What size? Is it a Magnum 35? I don't know. I don't know my guns. I don't know. Anyway, no. so... So you've been so you get these calls, you get a lot of angry people. That's the I mean you 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 are diving into this world though. So you're asking for it now when you're in a political talk show forum. So right. you you have, right. you must have pachyderm like thick skin where things do not bother you. Oh, I just
1: have to not even look sometimes at comments because things right. do bother me, to be honest with you. I don't mind if somebody criticizes my opinion, but people can be very personal and nasty. Right. Um, So, yeah, you have to have thick skin. I will say that even though it's always been, you know, something that you have to deal with, you're always going to have people with strong opinions. Um, But truly things I thought changed during that 2016 election um, because we did a town hall with all of our talk show hosts during right before the election. Okay. After one of them, I had to sneak out a back door and run to my car because people were waiting outside people were yelling cackling from the audience so it just got to a point where i thought you know you used to be able to go out and, and you know talk about these things and have a, a civil discussion and that just really got people they were so just divided over it
0: I know so it was the different. division is amazing now I you know, remember it used to just commonly make fun of presidents. It was seen on TV commercials. I used to put, whenever the, I've been through many presidents now since I was doing the weather on WNEP. And I used to use their little heads or their haircut or the uh, the car they drove, the presidential uh, seal, the airplane. I used to put that on my weather map just to have fun with the president, whether it was uh, Bill Clinton, whether it was uh, uh, Donald Trump. And I can't do that anymore because you're going to tick people off. Oh. And now- Yeah, I used to put Obama's head on weather maps and say, hey, here's a low pressure system coming. Ours our presidential spin. (laughs) You can't do that now. I couldn't do that. How times have changed just in the last five, 10 years. Everyone gets polar and angry and ticked off and takes sides.
1: Well, it must be more difficult for you because you can't. And unfortunately, people want to start to read. So if you talk about, they want to read into something. When you come on with us and you talk about, Uh, climate change we get the people who are disagree but then you also will come on and you talk about pampered little babies today and kids today and then you get the other people are like boy he sounds like a conservative and it's like most of people are somewhere in the middle depending on the issue
0: yeah you can't check all the boxes on both sides
1: no you can't no you really can't
0: I was told with you, never talk about sex, religion, or politics. So I try to stay away from those three things that my boss told me 15 years ago when I do the radio with you, stay away. So we we usually, we we walk on the fringe, right, sometimes, but that's about it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's nothing I don't, other than the climate change, like God forbid if you uh, someone but who knows a little bit about be,
0: That shouldn't be politics. You know, that's like if, right. that's like, that's like if you had a sore arm and you went to five physicians and they all told you, oh, you have a, your, your radius is broken. You have a crack in your radius. We got to get that fixed. And then someone else said, no, 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 no. That's not a crack in the radius. That's a bad vibe from a crystal that's in your room.
1: Well, you know what?
0: That's what's causing the pain. No. So let science do science. It's not a controversial oh. subject.
1: The problem, though, is that in the media, on the cable news networks, you will have a person up there who is pro, like saying climate change is real, and then they'll put up a person who says it's not. And the thinking for the average viewer is it's a, a 50-50 proposition, when it's really like 99.5 to like 0.5. Perfect. And they don't always say you should put up 99 squares with no. all these people who are, who tell you it's And then put up the one for the one who doesn't. But see, everything, they try to make it look like it's an equal problem, and it's not.
0: Awesome point. In science, we do the same thing with evolution versus creationism. You don't have a debate on those two things because they're not on equal footing. One is science, and one is religion, and one is not based on facts at all, and one is based wholly on facts. So they're not in the same starting point, so you don't put them together on the same forum. And you're right. Climate change is the same thing. These are the facts, folks. Whether you want to digest them and believe them, that's up to you. I always use the analogy of a plane. You're on a plane. You're flying at 30,000 feet, right? The plane is uh, doing fine. Then all of a sudden, Nance, guess what happens? You hear that both pilots are dead and the plane is on cruise control, but now you have to land that plane. Are they going to ask the people in the fuselage, all the people on this plane, are they going to ask All right. Are there any priests here? Are there any doctors here? Are there any plumbers here? We don't want their opinion. It doesn't matter. Is there anyone here that can fly a plane? That's all that matters. Right. So if you were on that plane, you wouldn't want the opinion of the clergy. You wouldn't want the opinion of the plumber. You would want the opinion of the pilot who's in the passenger seat. Could you, sir or ma'am, fly this plane? That's how it but, should be with climate change. We don't want the opinion of a politician. We want the opinion well, of climate scientists.
1: As I said, everybody thinks they're an expert, and that's why there's this great book, and I can't—I think it's Tom Nichols, but it's called "Death of Expertise," and it—you know—this whole thing yes. that smart people are elite. They're talking down to us, and right, everybody—they right. know more. Now, I was diagnosed with breast cancer back in two thousand seven. I can't believe
0: it's not long ago.
1: I would not ask anybody else but my doctor what I should do. I had people bringing me water cure books and don't take chemo. And I'm like, that's not helpful, but I want to talk to a medical professional.
0: Perfect. And you chose the right path. And that's why I think the pilot example is a good one, because anyone on that plane, I think, can experience this now. They're not going to listen to the plumber. They're not going to listen to the uh psychic they're going to want a pilot to take that plane down so that's how you have to look with all science subjects whether it's breast cancer whether it's climate change listen to the experts you know
1: oh please i, I would hope that they would because it, it, this is not all thing this is a really important thing and that's sure what we about the future about the future
0: so you've been doing this now for all those years. Are you getting tired of it? I'm 57 years old. You're not that far behind. Are you thinking I want to retire soon? Do you want um, to stay in radio? Are you gonna are you gonna kill it for the next five, ten years? What are you gonna do?
1: Honestly, I'm gonna be super honest today. I definitely would do like like get out of, get it, out. Out of it after five years five or years. Or- Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and my I mind could change, but. As I mentioned with the diagnosis from 2007, you never know when something could happen and you need to experience life. And so you need to do, and you do this a lot because you're always out there going and running and I can't keep up with you. But I,
0: as soon as I'm done here, I'm going for a mountain bike ride.
1: I know you are. So (laughs) I just think that um, it's really important for me at some point to have more time to, I just want to have more experiences and I love the job, but it's very early in the morning and you're even earlier. And it's just between that and then to, I have to take a nap. You don't nap, I nap or I'd go crazy. I What's nap at, all? I go to bed at seven, though, like you go to bed early. And yes. my body doesn't let me do that, but I, I just think that I, I kind of want to get into where I just want to do some stuff that I want to enjoy because you just never know what could happen. I I feel so sad when I hear these people who retire and then they don't make it very long to enjoy all that time that they worked.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And also, and no offense if there's someone listening who is older, but I I don't know, once you get into your maybe mid-late 70s, closing in on 80, how much could you even do? You know, so you don't want to work through your mid-late 60s. And then how many years do you have left? So I'm like you, I want to, hopefully as soon as possible whether it's next year or five seven years i don't know but i want to enjoy so many things while i'm still healthy and can because right. you don't see too many you don't see too many 80 year old men you know hiking the himalayan mountains you know I, you, you got to do it while <laughs> wow. you're a little younger you know
1: you don't and look i just want to say to anybody watching look i i would be very blessed to be able to do that and i understand there are some people who don't have a choice there are yes. some people have to work and like I would love to fight to help them out more with what we how we take care of people but um yeah if if I could get by with it I would be happy Um, My daughter will be done with college in like three or four years and maybe like a little bit after that, go have some fun, you know?
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at too. The kids are done now. So you're going to start collecting your social security check as I am at 62. You and I, we're going to start.
1: Oh my gosh, we talked about this the other day. Like it makes (laughs) more sense taking it at 62 because from 62 to 67, that's five years of getting that money. My
0: money, right. I know. Well, someone I'm sure did all the math.
1: I get it that people go oh it's more than yeah but it's gonna be more yeah 62 baby do it right
0: well that's what I'm saying you want to keep waiting for that big check but yet at the same time you're deteriorating each year no
1: (laughs) you're so far ahead of the rest of us
0: get out of here I could drop dead tonight after this interview in my sleep so not none of that matters but Well, we agree with that. So what do you do on a typical day? You leave work at, say, 11, 12 o'clock. You go home. You have all afternoon.
1: I sleep for two hours. Every day, really? I do. Almost every day. I have to take a nap because I don't get to bed till, like, 10. And then getting up at 4, that's, like, the hours. So I always tell my family, don't call me, like, between 1 to 3 o'clock. Because that's usually where you have to take a nap. Have to.
0: Nance, I want you to switch it up. I want you to start going to bed at 730. No naps. You come home at noon and you have all day. Every day is like the weekend and you stay up until seven at night. You can do it. Come on. No
1: naps. you said that to me before, but this is that disconnect because a lot of the moms out there may understand this. I could never go to bed at seven o'clock when the kids were young because who do they run to for homework? And <laughs> Oh, I this done for tomorrow. Yeah, um, but those years at- are over. Or, you know, they haven't, like, the, the kids didn't go to bed at seven in their teens. So there was always an issue. I'm a light sleeper. Is everything okay? I, I Nobody would tiptoe around the house for me. Yeah, but it's
0: over in. now.
1: Even when I nap, oh, even today, even now, like, my daughter's home, even if I'm napping, she'll just walk in and be like, hey, mom. And it's like, <laughs> just I know, way. I
0: get the same thing. But it's over. They're older now. It's time for Nancy Kamen.
1: I know, I agree. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> whatever right <laughs> i like to garden i love to garden so I, i'm getting more into gardening and all that kind of stuff but um you know we go for walks my husband and i do um a lot of that because we have a you know, good bit of property up in the woods that we have a path we'll walk and that's my peaceful tranquil time
0: yeah the woods are the place it's like the row you got to go there for peace
1: you know the best part is if you take your shoes and socks off and let your feet in the grass in the spring or the summer and connect to the earth it's the best
0: i never have my shoes and socks on i walk barefoot all over the place i love it yeah well
1: i couldn't do that i did that at home when i was at home for like six months during covid doing the remote and i wasn't wearing anything on my feet and my feet started to kill me and they're like oh no you can't walk barefoot most people their feet can't take that what yes (laughs)
0: It's a daily ritual. I want you to try it. Although this goes back to the woman thing. It may not work. I run out to the mailbox barefoot and in my underwear to get the mail all the time. Now, I look to see if there's any cars coming. Usually it's dark out, but you'll never feel more alive than when you do that. You going to try it?
1: Um, In the underwear, probably not. (laughs) That would be a little uncomfortable. See, a guy in underwear is like a guy in shorts.
0: You're right. No big deal. But if they're if you see a woman out there in her underwear, they'll, they'll call the police or they'll take pictures or you'll be on the six o'clock news. Who knows what will happen?
1: I'll up like, you know, a viral video somewhere. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. All
0: right. You get a call tonight from WNEP and they're going to give you more money than you're making now. And they want you to be the new anchor person on one of their newscasts. You taking it?
1: Absolutely. I'm there.
0: Oh, you hear that, folks? She's not married to radio after more all. More
1: money. How much more? <laughs> more? Double? Okay, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> so there's still a chance to get you in TV, huh?
1: Just before my shelf life expires. All <laughs> right. I'm well, not doing you. Botox. No Botox for me. No
0: Botox. You got to go now. Na- oh, I'm with you there. All natural, right?
1: This is the most I ever wear, just for you.
0: <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Well, it was great talking with you. So maybe that call will come and we'll be colleagues at WNEP. Who knows?
1: I'm going to be waiting by the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nancy Kamen, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's always fun having you.
0: Thank you. Curiosity. What are you so curious about?
1: Everything. mister Curiosity. also to